boys, we've done it again. Tribute episode number. This is probably like number four or five. Probably. I, I'm hyped. Yeah. I think yeah. we have like an unofficial one. We have some unofficial ones. But this is a well-deserved one. With yes. that being said, what is good, y'all? It is your boy, Ace Sincere, Freddie Flautas, Young Flacco out here, big chilling, big vibes with my co-stars to my right-hand side. Big vibes. The motherfucker himself. Hey, Scott yo. Michael. Hey, let's go. I like this energy. Oh, gosh. This would be a lot of, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. This would be your, an explicit podcast. And this is your boy, Norik. That's cool. The other motherfucker. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yo, and if, if you haven't uh, read the title yet or get why we keep saying uh, motherfucker, uh, yeah, we had already mentioned it's, Samuel it's, Jackson. It's a motherfucking tribute. podcast. It's, it's a motherfucking, motherfucking podcast. tribute. <laughs> All right. Hey, <laughs> hey mom. Mom, right. I apologize. No, y'all. Yeah, y'all. So this is a Samuel L. Jackson tribute episode. Yes. It might as well be a Episode 44. Yes, sir. Um, we are going to go through the filmography, the the history. discography, the history of Samuel L. Damn, he got Samuel Leroy Jackson. That's what the L stands for? Yes. Leroy. Uh, the man. Is, there is that. a quote. Somebody asked him what the L stands for. And uh, I think he said, none of your damn business. <laughs> I think that's what he responded. Mm. But obviously, we know that his middle name. But when, what you, a guy. when you guys think... Avengers, when you guys think Tarantino, when you guys think Star Wars, this man's face pops up throughout any of these categories. When you think of black cinema in yeah. general, yes, Samuel Jackson, we're He's talking decades, cream of the crop, decades, decades. Is Samuel Jackson the, what's the best way to put it? Probably the, the, for, the, the, the most front. esteemed. Yeah. Um, he has a few in his category, um, but he, he's only come, after a couple yeah. of prominent black was, actors. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely dive into that and show you guys and talk to you guys about how esteemed that circle is and how this man has drove culture over and over and over again with his uh, filming selection. Yes, he's persevered, per he's through, persevered a through a lot. He's experienced right. a lot, both in America and American cinema. Right. Um, he is a person that has taken uh, things that would normally set people back and used it as a setup uh, to propel him forward in mm -hmm. his career. And um, it really is an inspiration. And I think a lot of people... Uh, don't look at him that way because of his outlandish personality yeah. and his outspokenness and where the comedic timing comes in, even though he's not really trying to be funny. Right. But I think that that adds more to to how amazing of, of an actor and just an overall person this guy yeah, is. Yeah, I love watching interviews with Samuel L. Jackson. I love getting to see that personal side. Cause you you get that blatant you get that blatant motherfucker you get you get that yeah. person that that's what he's known for when you get that word in a movie you automatically think Sam Jackson. Um, I just looked up his net worth and it's actually smaller than what I thought it was, but he's worth two hundred fifty million as of this well, year. He's actually the the highest uh, grossing paid actor yes. um, out of anybody. So all the films that he's been in have grossed the most amount of money. It's because he's ever. yeah yeah. But and, it, but his history is lengthy in in roles where mm -hmm. I think uh, I once heard a story that he pretty much would say yes to anything yep. you know because for him he never saw it 
as trying to accomplish a movie or doing it for fans. Or or, get paid. It was literally for himself. He said he just found acting fun, you know? Like, once he was done with the movie, he was on to the next one pretty mm-hmm. much because of his love for acting. Yeah, and, and that, that just goes to show with it with his track record of no matter what the role is, whether it's a leading role whether it's a supporting actor role, whether it's just a small scene, mm-hmm. he puts everything into that. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. understands how uh, a movie, how all of the cogs come together and how you have to do the best in the role or that position that you're in. Right. And he comes from doing movie cinema where um, people like him who look like him were not getting paid in the appropriate way. Or even getting respected in a, right. a Or even getting role, respected you know? in the decent role. A, a lot of um, black actors, you know, <clears throat> even before his time, were getting killed off in every movie, you know? And that was like, when he was younger, he was always like, why do people that look like us keep getting killed off right. in these movies? Why haven't these big names been a lead actor, you know? And it wasn't until he got into acting where he was like, all right, this is my role. Let me skip to the part. Let me read the part where I'm going to die. So that way he knows. And and that's when he figured out why he kept getting killed, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just, he really went through the, I mean, he was born in 1948. You know, he was, he went through the, the Civil Jim Crow rights movement. Yeah. The, the, he went through World War II, the end of World War II, um, the civil rights movement, um, the crack era, um, you know the Reagan. He's he's kind of well, seen he's how Hollywood, Vietnam, yeah, Vietnam. And he's seen how Hollywood really flourished. Well, you see all these different pieces of history, whether it's movie history, whether yeah. it's history, war. Like you get all these different aspects, and he's just taking it all in. Yeah. But yet, throughout all this, he's he's become probably one of the most notable actors of all time. Of all time. And probably one of the most recognizable when it comes to face and voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's um, let's kind of start from the beginning. Um, like Skywalker Mikey was saying, he was born in, in 1948. Yeah, born um, in DC, raised in Chattanooga by his grandparents uh, that he saw as his actual parents um, because his dad wasn't around, and then moved to Atlanta eventually to. Join a very prestigious college. Morehouse. Morehouse Shout out Morehouse. It's Morehouse University, correct? Or is it just Morehouse College? Morehouse College. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that that alone is is huge. You know, when you look at Samuel Jackson, you don't really think he is, I don't want to say that he doesn't look smart, but because he's so like aggressive and in all the roles he plays, he pretty much plays an angry dude. You never think he has the smarts that he has. But growing up, uh, he grew up with his aunt, which was a teacher at a school. And she was very disciplined with him where he didn't want to do a lot of the things she was telling him to do. But because she was a teacher, she pretty much made him be smart, you know. So he was very proficient in a lot of subjects in school. And at the time when he was in school he had a stutter. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that he did to get rid of the stutter was to join theater. And because his aunt was a lead of the theater, she wanted more men also to be in plays Mm because a lot of them didn't want to do it. So she pretty much got him to be in plays. And um, with acting, you know, he was able to 
correct his stutter and um and you could tell he's just a real student of the game yeah you know oh, like yeah. he, he a, brings that kind of feel where like a lot of actors they just kind of act like themselves right um without any real formal training mm-hmm. yeah. but like the real good actors can create someone that you think is themselves but it's not but it's not right. but they do that so well that they had to have had formal training in order right. to do that right you know and i i see that in in um in samuel jackson yeah know? he he just maneuvers well whether it's yeah, in in life whether it's in a movie um I, I mean, I've been following this dude for years and seeing his press runs from him being under Disney's belt for the Avengers or the Incredibles or him being under a press run for Tarantino, like, he knows how to maneuver and he knows how to promote these movies well and he knows mm-hmm. what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show, like, again, just going from where, where he started, um, like, you, you either way, you, you kind of see his roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I just think it's incredible how we get a glimpse of him kind of finding a way to take something that um, was meant to hold him back and use it to propel him forward right. with with the stutter, you know, and him changing yeah. changing how that was going I to mean, affect he, him in theater. He had to work harder than everybody else because of the stutter, you know? So you have to be on top of your grades if you want to go to a prestigious college like Morehouse. You have to um, pretty much know these things if— you don't want people to think like, oh, he doesn't know nothing. Like, just just cut him. He's done. Mm-hmm. You know? So he had to persevere above everything else to pretty much be where he is. And, you know, fast forward a little bit um, around when he started um, getting involved with politics was one of the reasons was I think his cousin was sent to Vietnam and his cousin died. And that's when he became like anti-war. And mm-hmm. he pretty much held a bunch of... Um, I wouldn't want to say teachers, but pretty much people from Morehouse College, like um, hostage, pretty much to show. He held them captive and yeah. said, you guys need to change something or else you're not leaving. Yeah, right. pretty much. And um, after that, they expelled him from that. I think he moved to California with his aunt. Yeah. And because that's pretty it, much what got him closer to Hollywood as well. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's interesting because like that's. That's something that if now in the social media age, like that would be just absolutely nuts. Right. Yeah. That if we saw that on our timeline, like, oh, yeah, this, uh, you know, this person yeah. is this college student is holding the, you know, the administration hostage for uh, trying to get things done. But it, it just it was at a time where it was really power to the people. Like people felt like, no, like. We need to stand up. It was during the protest era. Era mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King was just assassinated. He was one of the ushers at, um, mm-hmm. during Martin Luther King's funeral, mm-hmm. and so he just he understood the impact that was happening to the black community specifically, and he's trying to like it. it I feel like a lot of um, individuals at that time just like. That's like when history is just happening to you and it changes Mm -hmm. your direction. It changes like what you find to be valuable. He could have wanted to do anything, but at that moment, it's like, yo, our people are dying. This doesn't look good. We're in a war that we're not supposed to be in. The FBI is all over the place. Like everything is just kind of out of control. So he felt like he needed to do something. And his family was trying to protect him. So he went and he did this thing and he, you know, he served his time. And his family was like, nah, like if you if you come back, 
what happens after you serve your time is they kill you at right. that time. You know, it's like if you serve your time and you come back and you still get involved to the powers that be, that's yeah. that's for them to to assassinate you All at that, that point. You Fred know, Hampton, Fred Martin Hampton, Martin Luther King, King, Malcolm X. The the list goes on. You know, and Samuel L. Jackson could have been one of those people as right. well, uh, but his family urged him, forced him. However, you want to, you know, he can right. probably however tell it better. It. Right. However, you want to put it, moved him to out of sight um, in California, and that's where I could only under I can only imagine the type of feeling and anguish you have at that point. Mm. And what better way to channel it than through acting? Right. You know, like what better way to just throw yourself into work and say, okay, if I can't express myself this way because I'll get killed. Right. I'll express myself this way on camera, right. on every single way that I can, and that'll give me the fulfillment because people are going to believe me. Right. But I also get the joy of just being like, oh yeah, yeah I get to you do know. what I love. Yeah. Right. And if they kill me, I'm do I'm I'm, I'm going to die doing what I love. Yeah. Right. And and they're probably not even going to kill me because they're going to think that it's acting. But right. I'm so yeah. serious, you know. And I think that that's where he gets, even though that he may not be acting in specific roles that pertain to politics or history, which he has those roles, right? you know, but it's just that emotion that you get to exert, You, it's not bottled up and it doesn't mm-hmm. make you go and do something, right. you know, wild or radical uh, that could put you in, in, a, in a certain position. Hmm. Yeah. So um, other than politics, you know, he was pretty much knee deep in in politics and um he ended up going back to morehouse college uh, a little bit after all that um come back from california and he joined um a pretty popular at at the time a popular company which was pretty much a bunch of black actors uh called the negro ensemble company which also helped out lawrence fishburne and denzel washington's career so it's big names I mean, right those, there. Those two, like you said, is he probably the most pre- prestigious in the black community actor wise? I think those two go along as well. You know, yes. Lawrence Fishburne and Denzel Washington paved the way for a lot of uh, future black actors to to be where they are now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny. Well, it's not really that funny, but a lot <laughs> of people get uh, Samuel Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne confused. You guys remember that yeah. su- that Super Bowl? I, I think, think it's because was- they're bald. Yeah, but somebody was like, "Oh, I love that! Uh, I love the commercial you did with so and so." Like, what commercial? And they're like, "Yeah, the Super Bowl commercial." He was like, "That's Lawrence Fishburne." Yeah. He's like, "I'm not." He was Lawrence like, Fishburne. Yeah. There's even a shirt where he's wearing during a press run, and it's like, "I'm not Lawrence Fishburne." That's hilarious because they're they're probably having the time of their lives talking about yeah. this. Oh yeah, and they're like, "Man, look at how far we've come," and they still think that I'm all you. black people look the same. Yeah. Bro, look at us. We look nothing alike. That's funny. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I guess uh, that Negro Ensemble also obviously helped Samuel Jackson. But I think during the time, like you said, it was like uh, there was a lot of drugs going around. You know, there was a lot of psychedelics. It was the 70s. There were psychedelics. There was crack. There was marijuana. Um, there was even heroin. And I think he got to a point in his life where he was so addicted that he, one day, his family found him on the ground, pretty much passed out. And from that moment, he vowed to get clean. He checked himself into rehab and um, got back into doing more roles and doing more movies. And I think to this day, he said he's clean, which is, which is 
Good for him. Yeah, yeah. he yeah he said he he used to be a chain smoker. There, there's a story that he told on Fallon, I think that um he was friends with just Judy and they used to just chain smoke together. <laughs> That's hilarious. Judge. And yeah. that she uh yeah uh, I guess the story behind that is that his agent was good friends with just Judy. So when he used to go to his agent's house. She would be there, and they used to smoke together. And I mean, that's great. It's super wild. Like, and just then, think about the type of stories that you get to have, like talking to Judge Judy, uh, talking to uh, Samuel Jackson. Imagine all the stories that that's he has, true. You know, yeah. that's true. I mean, I, like I said before the podcast, he does not look like he's seventy-two years old. Nah. Who, who else is seventy-two years old that looks like Samuel Black Jackson? Crack, baby. There you go. Like I legit thought Samuel Jackson was probably like fifty. Yeah. Well, you know, you you be a movie star for a long time, you get the best products. Yeah. You get all the best products. Well, there's a lot of older that. people that don't look as good as Samuel Jackson. Well, there's also the genetics part to it, too. Yeah. You know, the, the older yeah. people probably don't don't have enough melanin to kind of keep them going. Yeah. But also, this man, this, again, this man is a spokesperson. has been a spokesperson for so many different companies. This man's been a leader on so many films. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm hyped Extras. to get into it because for me, it's like, yeah, I lo- like going back and reading the list that we have and looking at his films. I'm just like, yo, there's so many. Yes, yeah. there's so so many. We couldn't even do. Um, honestly, this this pod episode would be longer than the Zack Snyder cut if we really went through <laughs> yeah, every single film that he's been a part of. So we're gonna try and and keep it a little condensed for you guys. But I thought it was really interesting. I was reading up. Uh, just kind of back to like his upbringing and and his and when he got into his addiction, um, when he got clean, he literally had a movie role where he had to play a crack addict, <laughs> like right after. I forget what movie it is, but he's holding. I remember the scene. The, he's like the holding movie, a shotgun. Yeah, the movie um, is uh, Jungle Fever, and he said that the role was cathartic to him because he was he just uh, he just went to rehab. And now he's playing this character that he, in his mind, he no longer is, but he understands how to play it. And I think that that adds to the genius. And a lot of people may not have known his struggles with crack, but mm. on, but like the way that a person conveys something in a movie, they're probably like, wow, like he just, he really embodied that. And it's like, he was that for a little while. Like, right. and you just don't even know. And I just think that that kind of storytelling coming from experience is just second to none. And I think that those kinds of roles, when you can play a role that um, embodies who you are as an individual, um, not for like for better or for worse, but like mm. for from like a certain experience, because he's not a crack addict or anything like that. But right. he had such a deep experience with it that playing it is something that he knew how to do. Well, you, you can only imagine the knowledge that you have mm-hmm. from starting, especially being like growing up in the area he did and dealing with the things that he did and going through all these different places. Again, it goes back to how he knows how to maneuver through everything. Like you can only imagine the knowledge that carries. So when he gets cast for certain roles or goes for certain roles, he was like, oh yeah, I remember this one time, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. Let me just act like that. You and it's I mean? so crazy because he did it so well that they created the supporting actor category for, for him. him. Yeah. Right. Specifically for like, him. That's nuts. Yeah. It was the it was the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and even in doing that, that's two things. One, that's crazy that they had to create a, a category. And then two, it's crazy that he that it was regarded as a supporting actor. That just goes right. to show where they were, how they treated how they started black actors and how they, general. yeah, and how they viewed them, like right. how they viewed black actors in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. it's like, 
you're going to still be support, even if you acted the best. Yeah. Because best actor never meant lead actor. Right. You know what I mean? Best actor just meant. Best actor. Exactly. You know, so then they were like, okay, well, no, we can't. We can't give him best actor and not give the lead best actor. Right. You know, so So we're we're going to create, we're going to create this second category. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. He's been, uh, we mentioned he's been in so much, but. Um, just going through the list, one of the first notable ones uh, was probably in the early 90s when he really started, like, his face really started getting recognized. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's get this guy. And it's The Exorcist 3, which I, I had never seen. Um, I'm surprised. surprised. <laughs> yeah. so, like, like, you know, he, he's the sequel guy. I'm not the sequel guy. Yeah, but you're the horror guy. Yeah. Both of y'all should have went to go see it. Yeah. So, and then after that was Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And I just saw Goodfellas for the first time uh, like a month ago. Mm. And um, really good movie. Really, really good movie. But I did not know he was in it. And I mean, he wasn't even in it for long. He was Mm -hmm. in it for 10 minutes. And then they killed him off. But when I saw him, I was like, is that Samuel L. Jackson? Crazy. And then he looked so skinny. He looked so Mm -hmm. different. I mean, he was still older in the 90s. But he still looked super young. and. Like, a few times they cut to him, and I was like, oh, I don't think that's him. It doesn't really look like him. And then they killed him, and I was like, oh, yeah, it is him. <laughs> but I, and then at the time, I was like, why would they kill off Samuel L. Jackson? But during that time, you know, he wasn't as big as he was right. playing he his now. part. Yeah. I think the first—what's uh, the first movie you've seen with Samuel L. Jackson in it? Whether it's First one that I've seen it's... or first one I can remember, like, as far as back I can remember. Well, that would be the same thing, right? The first one that yeah. I remember, like, me personally, would be Snakes on a Plane. I think is the first movie I saw with him in it. That you remember, like, yeah. oh, that's Samuel Jackson, like, in the movie? Yeah. When, when did that come out? That was, like, 2006 or yeah, something Yeah, early like 2000s. Um, what about you, Sincere? Um, so, I'm going to say two movies just because I remember when The Incredibles came out. Um, 2004. Damn, you're young. Yeah, I know. I was born '96. <laughs> I mean, it's um, the first time you saw. I mean, Snakes on a Plane. Well, is, so is pretty, so the two movies it's around there too. So he just so called the, out a kids' movie, Snakes on a Plane. Well, no. So so the two films would be, um, SWAT and The Incredibles. Okay. So putting the voice to the face would be. Mm-hmm. I remember my my family used to have like create like big movie nights where everybody mm-hmm. used to come together and watch them, and SWAT was like the movie that they mm-hmm. know that they were on. Gotcha. So putting that face to the voice and vice versa. You know what's interesting? I have a I have a pretty good memory of SWAT also. I, like at my uncle's house, like he played it on his projector, and it was yeah. like the first time he got a projector, and like we watched SWAT. Oh, SWAT's fire, was bro. Like, yeah, it was actually a pretty cool movie. But the first movie that I saw where I knew that it was Samuel L. Jackson was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Hold on to your yeah. butts. Yeah, Jurassic Park was the first movie where I was like, oh, okay, this is like, and I didn't see any of the Spike Lee movies or like anything like yeah. that. That was from before. Um, that he was in, but Jurassic Park was the first time that I recognized that. You know, I was like, "Oh, this is Samuel Jackson," right. and he was hilarious in that in that movie. Probably not even trying to be, but I just thought he was funny. Like yeah. I was like, "Man, this guy's like I feel for him. Like he's in a sucky yeah. situation." Which is crazy because I mean, he had all these roles, and literally, he was a supporting actor in almost. Almost like 30 of his first films, he was a, a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, I think, you know, when Pulp Fiction came around when he actually yep. had a more prominent role. Yeah. And I feel like that one is like, okay, this one, 
is Samuel Jackson. That that did it. I mean, Pulp Fiction, shout out to Quentin Tarantino. Pulp Fiction put um Samuel Jackson on the map for the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, right. people in in acting communities and and people like saw him as a as mm-hmm. a really really good actor, looked at him as a supporting actor, but we're getting him and John Travolta. And John Travolta was like major well, yeah. at Bro, this that's time. Gre- like, that's that's Greece. Yeah, that's, like yeah. this is John Travolta at, right. at like height John Travolta. Right. So to have him be really to have him be next, next to, to be side by side, right? Samuel Jackson. And then people couldn't help but feel like, oh damn, like he low key he he, he, he outacted out- him. Yeah. yeah, he outacted him. Like yeah. He gave it to him, you know. Say and what again, motherfucker? Yeah, How dare you? It was wonderful. Like every every part, every part of I love that part. His acting in that film was flawless. Right, like it was a flawless execution well, that, that, of a character. That, that movie was written for that. That Jules was written for him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's the thing I love is that because I think the first Tarantino film he did was Jackie Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. After Jackie Brown, Which Tarantino was like underrated. Was, yeah, movie. yes, Not yeah, super underrated. Much. But yeah, it's just yeah. It's like I'm, I'm using him. For you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love, I love Jackie Brown because it kind of feels like Pulp Fiction. Well, mm-hmm. it's funny because he was actually supposed to he he was supposed to be in one of Tarantino's first movies, which is Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. He had audition for um, Mr. Orange, but they gave it to Tim Roth because they thought Tim Roth was a better fit. Mm-hmm. She, Maybe, maybe it probably was. Um, yeah, I don't think Reservoirs would have been the same. I, I feel like that their cast was mm-hmm. damn near perfect. Right. Yeah. I th- but they were looking at him, and then Tim Roth came along. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and Tim Roth had already worked with Tarantino even before Reservoir Dogs, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, and I mean, he went on to go do more movies with Tarantino. I mean, he even played a, a, a tiny, tiny, small role in, uh, I think, Kill Bill. He was Rufus. Mm-hmm. Kill Bill? Yeah, it was Kill Bill Volume 2, I believe. Yeah, well, he was the guy who played the piano, correct? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, they didn't even show his face. They just showed his hands. Mm-hmm. And he walked out of the church, and that was it. Which is cool. And, but And then he did um, one of his biggest Tarantino films that he did was The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite film, but nobody gets one. That's literally... I mean, I know Pulp Fiction, you know, he was a very prominent actor. Obviously, he wasn't the main character. But in Hateful Eight, like, it, that's it's, him. Yeah, yeah that's that his movie. Literally yeah. for mm-hmm. him. And it was perfect. I love yeah. that movie. They have an extended version. Ooh, I rewatched it last month. I that's a pretty long movie. It. It's a pretty yeah, it long is. movie. Extended is four hours, yeah. Yeah. Broken up into chapters. Nice. What do you know? Huh. Nice. Sounds okay. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. See, that's... Okay. Yeah, I know, I know that we're not going to just go into a Quentin Tarantino, like, but side tangent... Quentin Tarantino, I'm waiting for him to make a decision to enter into this space because he hasn't entered into this streaming era. Like Netflix hasn't like, hasn't right. locked him in. HBO right. hasn't locked him in. Like I'm waiting for that because he's gonna be able to do. No. He's been doing these kinds of films. I think so like he's more like the way Martin Scorsese sees it. He's like just wants it to be in a. Cinema. But Martin Scorsese had a Netflix deal and came out with The Irishman. Like I know watched. that Quentin Tarantino can yeah, do something, but like I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino. Exactly, here. Like, everyone's gonna run to a Quentin Tarantino movie that comes out on streaming. Oh, imagine like, if Tarantino's last for, film would have came out during like the Rona, 
and Netflix landed that, bro, it's over. Yeah. yeah. It's over. Like, that's the thing. Oh I, I feel like he's asking for probably too much money, but I'm waiting for him to like make a decision on how he kind of wants to do it. Um, but even Samuel Jackson, just going back to, to him, he said he was like, I could have made a career off of playing the character that I played in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I could have played Jules for the rest of my career and been all right, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how well he played that character. Yeah. And he just goes on to even in can, Django. Yeah. Django. Even in Django. Yeah, just he even, was a supporting actor in that one. Yeah. And so him working with obviously he has um, a respect for Quentin Tarantino I mean, for what Quentin Tarantino him. has done. It's it's kind of they just in it together. I think it, I think that they've elevated each other. Exactly. You know that they, that they've worked together, and that kind of director actor relationship is great, um, and really just like amazing to to kind of see when that works. Yeah. Right. You know, we've seen that a few times with other actors and directors, and um, yeah, I, I think that's probably one of my favorite. Director and actor duos. Yeah, it's like no, you put Quentin sure. Tarantino and Samuel Jackson. He needs to be I'm in good. The last peanut butter one. jelly, bro. Yeah, he needs to be in the last uh, Quentin Tarantino movie and finish. Well, well, real quick, um, I have I have a little game for you guys. If you guys are down, you want to do it now? Let's do it. Uh, just because we're, I mean we're already kind of like in in like different films, different things like that. Okay, we kind of have the energy up right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, I call this game. Did Sam Jackson say that? Did, did he? I, did I say that? Did he? Yeah. So the reason called that, I'm going to give, I have about 10, 10 lines from different films. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say them. Mm-hmm. Skywalker Mike and Norik Daskal will then tell me yes or no whether or not Sam Jackson said it or not. All right. I will cash up you each a dollar if you can tell me Damn, exactly what like film that. it's from. I like that. Oh, from okay. Where, where, from, if you, where, oh, if I harder. could tell if, you if where you it's from. Tell me what movie it's from. Oh, geez. Okay. But either way, yes or no. All right. You, yeah. You yeah no, I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. But as added incentive, I will cash up you guys one dollar each. Okay, that you get correct. All right, let's do it. Please don't get all of them right. Okay, are you going to? Are we like? Might be hard. Yeah. Are, are we like sounds, playing loves. against each other to guess, or are you gonna? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are you gonna um, position yes, one to one of us? Um, uh, so you guys are playing against each other. So either okay. you, you both are gonna answer yes or no. If you guys get the same one, cool. If you guys don't, cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let's do the first one. Okay. okay. You shut your face if you want to hear you talk. I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. Yes. Did Sam Jackson say that? Yes, he did. No. No? The answer is yes. Damn. Is so, it, is it, isn't that from Pulp Fiction? No, it is not. No. It's, it's actually from Pulp the other Fiction. guys. Oh, that's... I remember that's oh, why he's guys. talking to Will Ferrell. He's talking right? to Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Okay. It's right after the beginning that of the That sounds scene. like a Well, that's probably character. why I didn't know it because I don't like Will Ferrell, so I probably didn't watch that movie. Oh, my goodness. That, that's a take Jules for another type episode. character, though. Mm-hmm. That he yes. In that. He's just cocky. That's all it is. All right. Number two. All right. All I have in this world is my balls and my word, and I don't break them for anybody. Yes. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that sounds like yes. That's Sam, hateful Sam eight. Jackson. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. not at all. It's, dude, Pacino said that in Scarface. Come on, oh. bro. So Sorry. it wasn't. <laughs> it's all you. good, guys. I don't watch Scarface. Hey, hey yo, Derbs, they're you're, you're doing better than them right now, sir. <laughs> I, mean, I was going through this earlier with Derbs, and he was just like, "This is fun." All right, number three. Mankind is the virus, and I'm the cure. Yes or no? No. Yes. No. Answer is yes. Okay. What movie was from Nurik? It wins so far, I think. I can't think of Wait, it right what was now. It, what was it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mankind is the virus and I'm the cure. 
I can't think of it right now. But Skywalker, I'm surprised you're not I getting I've this. I've seen it. It was mm. Kingsman Secret Service. Oh, that's funny. Mm. You say now, nah, it makes sense. Yeah, I added, yes. before, I added it. I added this first Skywalker. one. He was should have did it with the lisp. But yeah, that that would have that would have that would have. My bad. But I know no, that no. I've heard Man, it. Mankind of the Vyweth. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Next one. This is easy. Super easy. Easy dollar. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Well, yeah, yes. he he did say that. Okay, what movie? We're all looking at Skywalker. Did I, right now. I don't want to repeat my answer that repeat I had it. before. I mean, I just want to say Pulp Fiction again. Are you? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it Jules and Pulp Fiction. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to see. Like, we were all nervous. We were like, <laughs> oh, we don't want to get it wrong. Hey, yo, all right. I got five more. Also, audience, if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to answer. I mean, I'm not going to cash up you anything, but feel free to yell in your car. Yeah. yeah. Now, the audience is going to kill me already. <laughs> They're like, you didn't know Scarface? <laughs> Come on, bro. He's talking about his balls. All right. <laughs> Next one. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. No. Yes. You can say that. What movie is, is from that Skywalker? Snakes on a Plane? It is Snakes on a Plane. Really? Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, that sounds stupid. <laughs> Noreen, why are you so... <laughs> really? That sounds, on, like, that sounds like some Mark Wahlberg would say. All right. Next one. Uh, that one's funny. I knew it meaning. <laughs> I had to add in some motherfuckers to this uh, quotes just to, just to set the tone. <laughs> Throw you off. All right, y'all. Yeah, for real. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. I don't think he said that. No, nah, I don't think he did either. He didn't. But what movie is it from? Trying to ice skate uphill. I don't even know. Wesley Snipes said it in Blade. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out, Blade. Shout out, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Noriki should get this one. Easy dollar. I don't know if I'm going to. Don't say that to me. It puts too much pressure. <laughs> it's my duty to please that booty. Oh, yeah, he already gave the hint. It's it, yeah, yeah. He said that then. Well, yeah, he said it. I'm just trying to think of, of shaft. shaft. Yeah, he pointed shaft. to that. Yeah, Diesel to the... pointed to the to the red jacket. Like Shaft's jacket. Ah. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more for you guys. I got three more. All right, you guys All ready? All bad. The speed round. I did just watch the that new one. Shaft. Oh, like it's it. actually pretty good. Yeah, the new one. I haven't seen it. New one's good. Next one. You get hurt, hurt them back. You get killed, walk it off. No, he didn't say that. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something Vin Diesel would say. Eh. Nah. Debatable. Uh, it was Captain America, but Captain America said it. Oh, okay. I had, th- had to throw in these Sam yeah. Jackson films. All yeah. right, next one. Two more. It's a pretty fucking good milkshake. I don't know if it's worth $5 or it's pretty fucking good. That's, yeah. That's what? He said it? I think so, yeah. No, I don't think he said that. He didn't say that. <clears throat> Who said it? John Travolta and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp yeah. Fiction. I was yeah. going to say, that's from Pulp yeah. Fiction, but I yeah, know I he didn't say that. I knew it was from Pulp that. Fiction, but I thought he, I thought he did say it. <laughs> All right, guys. Last one, audience. I'm last like, one. Oh for ten. You're oh for nine. <laughs> oh for nine. I think you got one right. No, I didn't get any right. It's okay. Oh god. Piggybacking off of Skywalker. <laughs> last question, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut. Yeah, he did say that. Tina from where? Yep. Uh, um, the donut. Is that from The Incredibles? No. Mm-hmm. No. No, it's not like Narik. Iron Man Two. Yes, sir. Iron Man Two. Uh, yeah. Narik, I'll give you a dollar. Skywalker, I'll give you two dollars. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for playing my game, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tar- participating in. Yeah, we'll do that more. Did Sam often. Jackson say that? Yeah, it's fun. 
Yeah, that was we'll fun. I'm just out here curating. You good know, job. Good boy. job, Sincere. I did something, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get back into a little bit of um, more of his recent roles. Some, I was going to say, like, which one do you, th- which role do you think kind of just like, because he's now in this kind of pop culture field now, you know, where he was like a great actor. Like, what is he known as now? Not just what he's known, what is he known as, but like, what movies um, really propelled him into like this pop culture, comic book, sci-fi? Oh, I'm gonna say the Incredibles off the bat. Field him, mm-hmm. him playing Frozone and having the iconic "Honey, where's my super?" Like that. You I'd think s- that did it? I I feel like that did it. I'd say Mace Windu. Yep. Yeah, mm. I'm I with you on Mace that. Windu pushed the him Phantom into Menace. That. The Phantom See, Menace put him. I'm there. just showing my age. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned showing the Incredibles my age. twice. Yeah. He's like, I just love him in The Incredibles. Yeah, he's but good also, bro, he got a purple lightsaber. Yeah, he convinced he George wanted, Lucas. Yeah, he wanted it. I mean, that's his favorite color, legit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like Mace Windu. I mean, nowadays with the the new generations, that's what people know him of. Obviously, not everybody has seen Pulp Fiction, which you should. I don't know why you haven't. Yeah, you why you lacking? Um, not everybody's seen Snakes on a Plane, obviously. Um. And you know other like Jackie Brown, obviously Unbreakable, Unbreakable. Nobody's seen um, nobody's seen the trilogy. Nobody's seen Unbreakable. No one's seen. No one wants to see the trilogy. It's, I it's like okay. Glass. It's okay. Glass is a good movie. It's decent. It's okay. Um, and he played a really good character, one that he hasn't really played in any movie. He, I, I'd uh, say he yeah. robbed Eddie Murphy. Like he at was McDowell's. He was in. A, I mean, he, he was wasn't a, coming to America. I was hoping he was going to be in coming to America, imagine. but but he didn't. He show was up. he was a villain in uh, the Kingsman, but he was a different villain in Unbreakable, Glass, and Split mm-hmm. um, for what he was in that universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. Obviously made of glass and unbreakable and, or yeah, not unbreakable, but in glass. Mm -hmm. So um, he had to really show his powers, like brain power type thing compared to, um, I guess, giving orders and and trying to, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I I really like that movie. But other than that, um, I was just thinking how even uh, as Nick Fury, you know, he's still... In Marvel, like he's not being killed off. Um, supposedly he was killed off, but it was all secret in the Agents of Shield. I don't know if that even No, it wasn't in Agents of Shield. He got killed off in, in uh Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, but in Agents of Shield they talk about like, oh yeah, he's dead. And only a select few few people know. But <clears throat> other than that, um it's funny. I, I heard a story about how one day he was walking around and he saw a comic book of Nick Fury. And he realized that it looked just like him. And he got mad. He was he got mad to the point where he went to Marvel and was trying to sue them and was like, You guys didn't get permission for me to to, you know, use me as this character. And they were like, Oh no, 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 don't worry about that. We were actually planning to do movies with you as Nick Fury. And then he was like, Oh, all right, well, I'm down. Let's do mm-hmm. it. You know, cause, I mean, he says yes to everything. So I'm pretty sure that's probably what he wanted. You know, he probably wanted a, just a stake in it and not, you know, just be like, okay, that's me. And then they get somebody else to be Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what they did with Deadpool and Ryan right. Reynolds. Mm-hmm. You know, they use Ryan Reynolds' likeness and now Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like, <laughs> I remember I was watching this video and some guy said it kind of almost feels like 
they pushed Nick Fury to be in Iron Man because of that whole ordeal mm-hmm. that it pretty much sparked the Avengers and everything. Mm-hmm. They kind of had to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So in a way, he kind of influenced the whole Avengers movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that, I mean, I heard that story as well. And um, I mean, Nick I, Fury I th- alone is huge for the Avengers. Without him, I mean, there would be no Yeah, Avengers. I mean, Nick Fury is huge in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a staple character that isn't a superhero, but runs the organization that is always there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so to, I didn't read any of the comic books seeing Samuel Jackson's likeness before I knew that he was cast as Nick Fury. Um, but when he was cast and and I saw the articles and I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely Sam Jackson. Like, yeah. who else are you going to get? Yeah, you can. And, um, you know, it was just cool because, like, even through his his kind of filmography— he got into the early the early 2000s was like his action movie mm-hmm. roles, you know, of like mm-hmm. him being this this action movie. He was in SWAT, he was in Triple X, he was in, you know, I think he did another movie with uh, John Jumper. Travolta. He did Jumper as well. He was in Jumper. Jumper. Um, you know, he just kind of hit all these action roles and then it's kind of like you you get this point where um, as an actor, like you reach an age and you're just like, okay, I can't do all these action, action type right. of roles anymore, but I don't want to just play the old guy because yeah. I'm not that old yet. So he really found like him getting into Marvel and becoming director Fury was the perfect like longevity portion of like, he's like, oh yeah, for the next 10 years, I can play this character Easy. and just well, direct everybody, even, director. Even now, like um, some of his upcoming stuff, He's going to be in Marvel still uh, as Nick Fury. He has uh, What If coming up. What he's If is going to be, be so far. He's going to be in an episode and he's going to be in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. So, as well as Captain Marvel 2. Captain Marvel 2. I'm pretty sure he'll make an appearance in Doctor Strange. Just mm-hmm. like a little uh, scene. Um, probably even show up again in the next Spider-Man movie. Um, he might even make a little quick appearance in the Black Widow movie because that one takes place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right now he's oh, well, part of, probably part of it, but yeah, I don't, I don't may think the I, full uh, movie. May I point out, YouTube missed. Oh yeah, no, no, he'll he'll be missed some voice acting credits. Um, he was in two of probably the best video games of all time. That's another thing we haven't even jumped into, like him voice acting, and that's where I kind of wanted to bring right. up the Incredibles and and all of that. Like, he, it's it's insane what he's lended his voice to, right, and. As an actor, I think that that's probably like the coolest job that you can get because right. it's the less least amount of work. All you got to do is just show up to the studio and read the mm-hmm. script as as cool yeah. as you like. So what he was Afro, his, he was Afro Samurai. Boom, mm-hmm. incredible. And he was I Officer think, Tenpenny in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. We're I think talking bringing back Afro Samurai like that. We're oh, talking no, pop culture here, yeah. like him being Afro Samurai. To have the just the the knowledge to say, hey, I'm going to take on this project, and the reward is just this cult following of people who are like, this is amazing, and he gets to be this character. It's it's unbelievable. Like I I really feel like that Samuel Jackson probably had the one of the best. I would say probably top five acting 
like roles mm-hmm. where you got to be everything. Like right. you got to be a Jedi. You got to be Afro Samurai. You got to be an action hero. You've been a villain a few times. You got to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. You've gotten to do a Spike Lee movie. You've gotten to do all of these different things that like are cornerstones and, and just markers yeah. of right. a, a good actor. He's been in all of them. He's mm-hmm. worked with Disney and, and Marvel. And like, it's just, he's still thriving. I think yeah. that he's going to act literally until he just cannot act anymore right. like he's going to be super old acting in films and it's going to be great yeah super old he's old already he's i mean yeah he's 72 but, yeah, but still it's funny i, I said uh they're bringing back afro samurai but i was reading it wrong it's a movie kids movie called blazing samurai coming out this year oh he's smoking oh cool i'm just kidding it was corny oh, I, what i didn't yeah. know is that it's about he, like cats or something being Samurai? Samurai? Yeah. Kids movie. Nice. That should be fun. Um, What I didn't know was that he narrated scenes in Inglorious Bastards. He did. And that's interesting because, like, it's a World War II movie. Like, like, and where it took place, they wouldn't have, like, they couldn't have him in it, obviously. Right. You know, but having him narrate the scenes for it, that's great. I feel like he's probably in every Quentin Tarantino movie. In some sort of capacity. Which is crazy to think that, because Tarantino usually narrates those himself. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's just like, "Hey Sam, you want to do this?" Boom. Yeah, he's like, "I want you in this, but um, you, <laughs> you don't fit. You don't you, fit. In you this. don't fit anywhere." But uh, we'll just have you be a voice. Yeah, imagine there. he was next to Brad Pitt killing Nazis. That would be, cool. <laughs> be great. Yeah, but um, some other recent movies that he's been in, uh, one that uh, I for- had forgot he was in until I watched it again was Kong Skull Island. Yeah, mm. uh, if you guys haven't seen that one, it's Skywalker it's good. just he, getting ready for the big event. Yeah, yes. He, in that movie, he's he's pretty cool. He's like just a lieutenant and tells everybody what to do. They go to the the island. They don't even know why they're there. Then Kong shows up and and Samuel Jackson wants to kill him because he killed his his uh pretty much his platoon, you know. Mm-hmm. And they want they're like, all right, this is why we're here. We're here to kill him, but that wasn't really the reason. And um, spoiler alert. Um, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, spoiler. I wonder why. Yeah, Kong, like, it pretty much Samuel Jackson was about to blow Kong up. And as soon as he was going to do that, Kong woke up and smashed him. He was literally mid-motherfucker. He was like, mother. And he smashed him. Didn't even get to finish. Crazy. Just like when he got snapped, he was like, mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Nowadays, they don't let him finish. Hey, when, I know. Uh, when, Sam, when Sam Jackson passes away, can we retire that word? Mm. I mean, we I might have to at least in acting. Right I don't know. Please. Yeah, yeah. God, God forbid. Oh, we got another thirty um, some years, bro. These men's living past hundred, easy. One thing that's that's pretty cool um, is that Samuel Jackson has acted alongside a ton of rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been a, a lot of movies that he's acted alongside. So he's acted alongside uh, Tupac Shakur, mm-hmm. um, Queen Latifah, uh, Method Man. Hello, Cool J, Buster Rhymes, Eve, Ice Cube, Exhibit, David Banner, Fifty Cent, huge Rolodex that he must have. Crazy, yeah. I just want to point so out RZA, RZA did the uh, the soundtrack to Afro, Afro Samurai. Samurai. Oh yeah, I mean, bro, Afro. If okay, audience, if you haven't heard of or seen Afro Samurai, do yourself a favor and check it out. Just Google it. Find find some place. It was an Xbox it. 360 exclusive as well, I believe. 
it, it, just watch it. It's amazing. It's That's cool. anime in its purest form. And, oh, great storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shaft. Other than that, he doesn't really have a lot of recent movies. Um, he does have another one on Apple TV with Anthony Mackie called The Banker. I, I've never, I haven't finished it. I, I do want to because I have a trial of Apple TV right now, so might as well. Oh, it's Forgot on Apple TV? Watch. Forgot yeah, I had it's mine. on Apple TV. Um, and there's another, there's two other upcoming movies, or three actually. There's one with Ryan Reynolds coming up, the Hitman's Bodyguard or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the name right here. And then um, Spiral with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be very interesting. It's basically just like um, it's like Jigsaw, but yeah. he's doing a whole different take on it. Yeah, okay. it's like the book of Saw, whole different. I see time. that he's gonna uh, he's gonna reprise his role as, of Shonuff in The Last Dragon. They're doing a remake of The Last Dragon, oh, which cool. is gonna be insane. And they're doing a live action Afro Samurai that he's producing. And yes, sir. Of course. There's another one. I don't know what this was. Uh, it probably just was somebody memeing because I know when you go to IMDb, you can edit stuff yourself. But there's a movie uh, coming up called Father Mucka. Father Mucka. Father Mucka. Yeah, that doesn't really sound no, like a real that, thing. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, but I guess we'll just wait. <laughs> we yeah, definitely. If not, then uh, yeah, just cut that out. <laughs> but again, it's it's always good to. Uh, I mean, we we've done multiple episodes of this where we, where we kind of just touch base on these people, but. I mean, we um, got to give them their flowers while they're here. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Get, know, giving these people their I know flowers. We did the Chadwick one. It seemed like you know it was because he died, but uh, I, yeah, we were gonna get to it. It's just, yeah. I mean, oh, it was it just, just early. it was just timely. The it was way just we early. Did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So really the crazy. fact that we're able to so, do yeah. this now, I want to do it. I want to keep doing it to people. You know, I mean, you never know while while they're you know, still while alive they're still and here. while they can hear it for sure, and and while we can appreciate them, you know, absolutely. Somebody listens to this episode and is like, let me go on a little Tarantino binge with Samuel Jackson. Or let me go back and see him in Star Wars. Or let me you go know see The Incredibles. You know what's so crazy? All of these exceptional performances. And he has not won one Academy Award. Right. For, mm. um, yeah, just no, no Academy Awards at all. He's been nominated once and hasn't won one. What's what crazy? was the nomination? Um... I will find that out. Okay. Well, so what's crazy about that is I'm oh, sure. Oh, he was nominated for uh uh with Pulp Fiction as best mm-hmm. supporting actor. Not even for Shango. Nope. Well, so what what's crazy with I'm sure like I'm sure he doesn't mm-hmm. care. He won a BAFTA mm-hmm. award as best supporting actor, but he hasn't won he hasn't won an Academy Award. Which yeah, I agree. he probably doesn't smooze up to the Academy, which yeah. is why he hasn't won the award because all of that is. But also pre-planned. if you think about it, have you have you thought about have you seen him at an Academy Awards show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah he shows up the all the time. Yeah. yeah. Or or he'll he's presented before oh, and okay. stuff like that, you know. He's but vibing. he just he just hasn't won one, you know, and like I mean, what is it gonna crime? take? What do you think that it'll take for him to get an Academy Award? I mean Does it have to be like a movie um like Pursuit of Happiness where it's super, super deep and heartfelt? Even with that, I feel like it's it's one of those things where things it's I so expected. He hasn't covered though. Something like where he's at the lowest of the low and 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 he's the main actor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, it, it sucks that it even has to be something like that. That I think that has to be like something like that. But I mean, he's done so much and given great performances. Like, 
like I said, like in it, Pulp it, Fiction. It would have to be a performance. Like, I feel like, unfortunately, like his performance in Django Unchained was like, you know, obviously he played a slave, but because it kind of transformed him a little bit, it would have to be a transformative role. And the mm. way, and the reason why I say that is because when you look at the screen, you know that it's Samuel Jackson. But he's so, not acting like Samuel Jackson. He's not yeah. acting like Samuel Jackson, but you just know that it's him. So that kind of brings you out of the reality in some cases. But because you like the character that he plays, you're fine with it. It's kind of like looking at Ben Affleck playing Batman. You know that you're looking at Ben Affleck. Like it, he doesn't really. It, it's or hard to kind of go into Leonardo it, you know, DiCaprio. or Leonardo DiCaprio. But Leonardo DiCaprio, he sometimes changes his look enough where you're like, okay. This is a this is a person that I'm looking at. I'm right. not looking at Leonardo DiCaprio. So with Jules, then the way that Jules looked, and the way Very that you know, yeah. and in Django, the way his character looked, it was more transformative. He has to have a role that transforms him, and then he and then that movie has to be phenomenal. Right. And I think that's the that's the way he'll get it. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's rigged. It that could, too. It could be, yeah. The Academy is just, uh, yeah. But uh, with that being said, y'all, um, I think I think we've touched base yeah. on everything. I think we touched base on everything that we wanted to cover. Where, with that being said, um, Mr. Jackson, sir, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, thank you. We and appreciate you for all that you've done. You're one of the greatest motherfuckers on this planet. That's right. That's right. Motherfucker. But um. On behalf of the Soundflick Boys, again, sir, if you are hearing this, please come on this podcast. We'd love to talk to you. But with that being said, y'all, um, it is, this has been the Soundflick Podcast episode 44. Thank you guys so much. Uh, but before we go, shout out to Productive Culture. Uh, once again, they're powering this podcast. If you'd like to start up your own podcast, go ahead and go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. Tell them the Soundflick Boys sent to you and they'll be sure to take care of you guys. But with that being said, thank y'all. Go watch some Sam Jackson movies. Get ready for the next phase of Marvel because Nick Fury is probably the greatest Marvel character of all time. And yeah. yeah. Peace. We'll s- peace out. Peace, guys.